You got to get serious and get into this battle. And what we're watching happening in the governments and the earth and everything is the type and shadow of what's going to happen in the kingdom. Don't mess with us. Don't mess with our kids no more. We're not playing this game. There's so much destruction that's going on with these people. We really need to stand up. See, the Lord has given us the authority to break the yokes. And it's time that the church gets out of the four walls and gets in the streets and starts talking Jesus. Jesus, Amen. Blessings to our viewers out there on VOH News. Uh, We just want to thank you for tuning in. And, you know, we just want to give you a clear perspective of different things and, and, and what men of God are saying from around the world. We are living in a time of transition and change. You know, and uh, God is moving in a way that normally we would not see within the body of Christ. Uh, Our next guest, when I met this man, I I began to realize quickly that he's very uh, in tune to what's going on in the spirit realm. And uh, I was very touched by his church, Uh, just some of the things we got to share together in the word of God, just, you know... uh, Many things that that he imparted into my heart while I was with him. So we're here with Apostle Rafael Mojica. And uh, brother, I just want to thank you for coming on with us. I've, I've actually been looking forward to uh, getting together with you. And man, you know, just what you're doing in Florida right now, it, it, you know, God is is you're one of those lights that are in the Florida state in order to bring people into an understanding of what God's getting ready to do right now. Honestly, uh, it's my blessing, my honor to be with you in this new program. Um, we are here in Florida uh, doing the job that God, our Father, is calling us to do. It's our, our blessing to raise every day and to do what our Father want us to do here in Florida. And if we do in Florida, I think it's going to be affecting all the nation. Amen. You know, you know, when I talked to you, I was really shocked at the level of uh, revelation the Lord's been giving you. I was actually talking to another pastor a couple days ago from here in Houston. First time I got to meet him and the Lord's been opening his eyes for a while now that revelation has to be in the church for the church to move into what Jesus called it to be. When did the Lord uh, started speaking to you, Raphael? Uh, it was, um, I was, like I said, always, I, I was um, born in a hospital, but I was raised in a church. Amen. Um, <laughs> my life, I, you know, I've been in church all of my life, but the problem is the message that the church is giving to the world. Um, I think we are in a, in a world for a reason, for a purpose. And we have no identity and we have no purpose in our life. We are preaching our message and not the kingdom's message. Mm. It's why the, the, the reason that when I met with you in my church, I feel my like when they, you know, Miriam and Elizabeth get together, like John Amen. the Baptist and Jesus, you know, jump in a, in a, in a, something happened in my spirit. Because I, 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 you know, I think I finally I met a man that think, you know, about the kingdom and the perspective of the kingdom and the job that the church is 
going to do on earth is not my message, is not your message, is the kingdom message, is the Jesus message. Amen. And uh, we, we have to wake up as a church to do our job on earth. What's our job is to, you know, to communicate the good news of the kingdom of heaven on earth. Amen. And that's our main concern now. And we we are, you know, we are sure that this is the time for the church. This is the time. Amen. You, you know, the early church fathers talked about the kingdom coming at the end of the age. And they even told us it would happen, you know, 6,000 years from Adam. And that's where we're at right now. 4,000 years from Adam till Jesus, 2,000 years from Jesus till now. So we're at the end of 6,000 years, or as Peter says, a day is equal to 1,000 years. So if one day equals 1,000 years, 6,000 years, it's time for the kingdom. So the early church had this prophetic understanding of Scripture that really helps us to understand why there's so many crazy things going on in the world right now. I mean, we are, we are in an escalation of evil unlike anything I've ever seen. It's This isn't, you know, just a slow pace of evil hitting us right now. In the last two years, there has been a... a Literally, the gates of hell have opened up. And I do believe that we are right on the verge of God choosing a, a kingdom government in order to deal with all the, the uh, evil that we're seeing right now. And I, I believe we're getting ready to go to a whole other level of uh, uh, the glory of God that's never been seen. And, and there's a lot of words out there on that. Has the Lord been speaking anything to you, Rafi, about what's happening right now. Yeah. The word that God, our Father gave us, is connected to the time that we are living now. Mm. Uh, I believe what the Spirit spoke to my heart is this is no time better than this to the church to, to raise up and to manifest mm. the glory of the Father. What's the problem? The church put his finger on the devil. And it's a lot of bad things happening in the world. But the devil has no power to do whatever he wants on earth. The problem is we have a church with no identity, with no knowledge about what is our assignment on earth. Yeah, wisdom. And we we allow the kingdom of darkness to cover the earth is not because they have a power. Yeah. It's because the church don't have the position and the knowledge and the identity to stay on his place mm. and do his job to cover the earth with the glory of our father. It's not about the power of the devil. It's about the weak church. Yeah. And our Jesus defeat the devil. But the church have no identity uh, of what's going on on earth now in order to take our place mm. and take dominion over the earth. Yeah. And that's the problem. It's not about the powerful devil. It's about a weakness church. It's an ignorant church. Yes. And it sounds really, really bad, but it is the truth. 
Yeah. That's the reason when we connected, I, 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 my, my, my spirit jumped because I said, we have to connect with people like you in order to get connected with other people mm. that knows honestly what is the position of the church on in this time. And the revelation that we have is we have to get the government, we have to get our position, we have to stand you know, in our platforms and speak the truth about the identity of the church. Yes. I cannot worry if I have no identity. If I, you know, still thinking about I'm a sheep, I am a servant on earth, mm. we cannot conquer the church with that mind. Yeah, I am a son of my father, I am a son of God, and that's my identity. Amen. Because as a kid, I cannot do nothing on earth. As yeah. a son, I have the, the earth because the earth, you know, belongs to my father. Amen. And when you have that identity of a son on earth, you can walk on earth saying that this is my father's earth. This is my father's work. Yeah. And we have to go and walk ahead and take dominion over the territories, over yeah. the government over the cities, over the nation. We mm. cannot be silent anymore. We have to raise up and manifest the glory of our Father, not coming from earth. It's coming from every person who have the Spirit of God on Amen. That's it. Yeah, you're right, brother. If, if, if we do not have the understanding, if we do not have the wisdom uh, we're definitely not going to manifest um, what God is calling us to. It, 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 there's an identity problem. Um, when I look at uh, where we're at as far as in the church, you know, the early church said that the, the apostles would be in the church till the second coming. Yet most church, and, and they also said without an apostle, there is no church. So how many churches out there right now are really not a church in the sight of the Lord? Jesus even says, many shall come in that day and say, Lord, Lord, he'll say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, twisted teaching, for I never knew you. So if the, if the teaching is twisted, it gives a, a distorted image of what is supposed to be done. Even the Lord talks about the end of the age in Malachi. He says, I will turn the hearts of the children back to the fathers. Paul says the fathers are the apostles. Though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, you have very few fathers. Years ago, I was, I was helping a young man. He was a teenager, had a lot of issues. And uh, he knew his dad, but his mother really said a lot of horrible things about his dad. And so when I had met the father, I was shocked how nice the guy really was. He was a really smart individual, very put together, very affluent, had money, uh, and very, you know, uh, a professional. And, you know, it hit me at that point that just because of the misinformation of the mother— the son looked nothing like his father. Whereas I, when I see a good father, his children 
will carry a lot of his attributes. And the Lord spoke to me very clearly. He said, that's what's happening in my church today. There's an I, there's a theft of my identity because my, my ministers don't know who I am. And, and they've gotten their information from the wrong people. And so I, I really see, man of God, that we are really... You know, I, I don't know how much the Lord wants to fix this, but I know one thing. He's getting ready to move into the harvest of the nations. So he's getting ready to bring yeah. a, a remnant out right now. And I believe we're going to see this manifest before the end of this year, that we're going to see this manifestation of kingdom principle unlike anything. Jesus said the latter house will be greater than the former house. And that's because, like you said, the glory of God is coming. I grew up... Uh, Pentecostal, we, we talked about the anointing, the anointing, but the anointing only leads you to the glory of God. It is the Holy Spirit revealing the Father in his glory. That is the position. So how can I say that I understand the glory of God and I have the Holy Spirit of God if I don't know who the Lord is and what he looks like? Has the Lord been showing you anything about uh, the, the, the fall of this year? Yeah, we believe uh, the months ahead, we are most uh, in August, September now, uh, October, November, December, we have like a four months left. Yeah. We, our misunderstanding is believing that the father needs years to do something. Yeah. The father can do something in a second. Amen. And I think programs like these are necessary because we can get to the people and wake up them because I believe before this year end, we want to start seeing miracles everywhere, manifestations everywhere, and the glory of the Father manifest through the sons and daughters, mm. invading the churches, invading the cities, the communities. And I, I think it's going to be a wonderful time. The yeah. world is preparing for a, for a collapse. But I, I preach it like a, the last two weeks in our church. We are preparing for our best time on earth. Yeah. We are not running according to the news. We are telling the world about the news, the good news of the kingdom of heaven. Amen. And when the manifestation of the kingdom of heaven came to earth and invade our nation, it's going to be something powerful that we never seen before. I believe that the next we have left in this year is going to be months of manifestation, months of transformation, are going to be months of rest reformation, are going to be months of restitution Amen. for every son, every daughter. But you say something that is really important. Uh, that cannot happen without the apostolic impartation and without the identity of sons and daughters. Mm. I, I said uh, in my last preach, when Jesus was preaching in a house, and do you remember when the four people bring a person uh, on the couch? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they put the roof yeah. to bring him to Jesus. This yes. is, that's what I, what I do. These are four men knowing that one man is falling, mm. that one man. Is not working right because they have some problems yeah. walking. 
And that four minutes, don't say, no, he's not important. Yeah. He took him and put in a couch and then broke the roof and bring him to Jesus. Yeah, man. What I'm trying to say, you cannot work with four ministers leaving behind one. Mm. We need together as a part of the kingdom. Amen. And they broke the roof and bring him to Jesus because Jesus is the only son walking on earth who have the power to restore the ministry that is on the couch. Yeah. Amen. Is we have to come together because only the sons and daughters can restore the five ministries and Amen. can restore the glory of our father on earth. Amen. And on the last four months of the year that we are preaching, we're going to see something powerful in our churches. Amen. We're going to see something powerful in our houses. Yes. We're going to see something powerful even though in our nation. Yes. Our nation have, you know, a, a, a rough time now is because we have a, no government in our nation. Yeah. But the church is going to be aligned, establish the government in our nation. Amen. How we can establish the government when our mentality change? Yeah. We have to have the knowledge and the understanding the times we are living now. Yeah. It's not, it's, just, it's not a bad time for church. Mm. It's a bad time for the world. For, for the church who have the revolution, for the church who have the war, for the church who have the kingdom of God inside of them, Amen. it's going to be a wonderful time. It's time to buy. It's time to possess. It's time to walk. It's time mm. to see the manifestation mm. of the kingdom of heaven on earth. Amen. It's not for everybody. It's not for the religious people. Yes. It's not for the evangelic. It's not for the church who only go to church on Sunday and preach the message that they want to preach. Amen. For the church <laughs> have the revelation of our position, of our calling on earth. Amen. It's important. We are, you know, we're going to make sure that I have my clear identity, my understanding of my position on earth on this time. You know, it's interesting what you're saying because, you know, people want to go to church once a week and, and you know, a 45-minute service. Paul said in 2 Thessalonians, he said that the church would be removed, removed because they did not have a love for the truth. That's the feast of love. It's the love of the truth because the truth ultimately... The word is Jesus. And so the, the word isn't letters on a, on a book. It is the person of the Lord Jesus Christ revealing himself inside of us, living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, able to, to divide the soul and the spirit, meaning if I'm dividing my soul and my spirit, I'm getting rid of that carnality, and the spirit man is growing. You know, Raphael, the early church taught that the apostles were given authority. They were given the anointing to, to reveal the word 
and transform the soul. And we're not seeing that in most of our churches today. People go to church and they remain the same. They come in with an anger issue. They leave with an anger issue. They come in with a lust issue. They they leave with a lust issue, right? So I was like, Lord, where is this at? It's got to be in the New Testament. And the Lord took me into Second Second Corinthians. Paul said, "When I did, when I came to you, I did not come with the wisdom of man." but in the demonstration of the spirit and power that your faith would not be in the faith of man, but in the power of God. And then he goes on to talk about speaking the mystery of scripture. But I realized real fast what Paul was saying. We can be saved by man's teaching, which has no power to transform us. Or we can be saved by the revelation of the word of God through apostolically trained men to bring the glory of God, amen? Another, another interesting thing, I don't want to take too much time because I love what you're talking about. Um, the early church believed that the high priests to the New Testament church were the apostles. So if we have the book, The Apocalypse, which means to go behind the veil, only the high priesthood is allowed behind the veil, or only the apostles can reveal the revelation of Jesus Christ, And so that is a clear sign that those men must be here in order to unlock the book, in order to set it into motion. And I I believe so many things are already being set into motion because that time has come. And like you said, well, everybody's got their sight on the world. God has his sights on the finishing of his church. And I agree with you also on... um the last time when we spoke, I get, you know, my heart jump when you speak about the uh, mm. Revelation book. Amen. It's about the take the veil out. Yeah. And that one concern in church now, they take only the book of Revelation just to think in the eschatology and the end of the times. But how you can go to the end of the times without the Revelation, with, with a veil, on your face. Yeah. It's, it's no way. It's no yeah. way. What would it, Paul, and say? If our gospel I, is veiled, it's veiled to them that are perishing. Yeah. we yeah. we, we got to have revelation. So much is lost in translation within God's word. It's surprising how much is misunderstood, even simple word definitions. In his book, Access Behind the Veil, Apostle Michael Petro explains that beyond the veil lies the original intention of God's plan to restore creation through his people. When the Lord gives us access behind the veil, we begin to understand the mysteries of the kingdom and our calling as a royal priesthood. Apostle Michael Petro writes about deciphering the Torah from the Hebrew language and recognizing God's language of mysteries, secrets, and parables within the scripture. It's time to step behind the veil and see the coming glory. Access Behind the Veil, The Coming Glory by Apostle Michael Petro. Available now on our website, voh.church. Yeah, and I, I honestly, I say, I thank God for your ministry, for your life, Amen. because you, your calling is to get this nation to take out the veil from their face. Amen. The people, like you said, they go to church for 45 minutes. They are looking at the watch, the time, you know, to go home, mm. and they have no idea. And one of the problems that you said before, 
is we have a churches with too many people safe, but without living the life of the kingdom. Amen. They have life as a miserable life on earth because yeah. they are safe, but they are not living the life of the kingdom. Amen. And because you or then your neighbor that saw you every single day, they said, what am I going to have to go to church? Yeah. To live the life of my neighbor? Yeah. He have no joy on her face. He have nothing. He have always, you know, is he talking about the, 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 the word? He is always like an angry. Yeah. yeah. It's not about to be safe. It's to be safe and get the life of the kingdom on earth. That every person who every single day see the glory of my father see the image of my father what is the problem people that doesn't reflect the image of the father amen. they are living the life of the first adam after the sin amen yeah. not the life of the second adam after the resurrection yeah and we have to go back to the life of the first adam before the sin the life of Jesus Christ Amen. after resurrection. We have to get that life back. We are preaching, but we are living as the world. Yeah. And we have to have the image of our Father of Jesus yeah. inside of us in order to reflect that image to the people. The people, they don't need one more preaching. They yeah. need people who are mothers of the Son of the Father here on earth. Amen. Well, you, you know, I mean, honestly, when you think about it, Raphael, the, the the high priests in the New Testament church are the apostles. Only the high priests have access beyond the veil into the glory of God, into the throne room of God, because the ark was the throne in the earth, right? So if we don't have apostles, there's no way of getting back into the throne room. Teachers, preachers, and evangelists have not been anointed. Only the high priest was anointed first, and he passed that anointing down to the rest of the priests. But without the high priest, without the apostles in the church, we are not going to have a church that, one, is anointed, and two, is bringing the glory back into the earth. And so, you know, one of the first things I began to realize was, you know, as the Lord has been revealing things to you and opening your eyes, that's where I seen the apostleship in, in you. And I began to see that God was, you know, revealing the glory to you. And I said, okay, this man, God has chosen him in order to bring, you know, people through that veil. And so as, as we're going down the same road together right now, that just shows me that there are true apostles because there's a lot of men that say they're apostles and are not because they have no yeah. understanding of the glory. But the glory is, is not a statement. It is the person of God. And so the only way we're going to get there is for these apostles to be raised back up, these high priests that can take the church through that second veil, that veil going into the Holy of Holies. That's why the book of Revelations, it says, do away with the outer court. Jesus is getting rid of the religious systems and he's bringing up people that are hungry for his glory for this next move. And we are, man of God, we're so close. I can taste it. Like every day, uh, you know, I wake up saying, Lord, you know, I'm so hungry for this right now. 
I really believe in October we're going to start seeing the, the release. It's, and in some ways, it's already here because I'm watching this increase in the miraculous transformation. You know, you know, God is just doing things supernaturally right now and bringing uh, together supernatural connections for this next season. Um, finances. I, I, you know, one one of the things the Lord spoke to me a while back was before the glory would be released, finances would be released. This is where the wealth of the wicked would be turned over to the righteous. Well, the reason being is because the word glory itself also means extreme riches. So it also means extreme armaments. So, you know, this is the biggest war tanks and everything is in the glory and revelation of, of the word of God. And, and all the stuff that you're talking about and trying to achieve cannot be done under, under uh, pastors. It cannot be done under evangelists or teachers or preachers. It has to come from the, the, the head of the church has to be put in, which is the apostle, then the prophet, teacher, preacher, and evangelist. If we don't have God's order, God's not going to move. God's not, he's, he didn't start it to break it away you know, and not use it. We just need, need to know what it looks like. And I think and that's what yeah. the Lord's trying to do. He's trying to show people what it looks like, like you say. People don't understand who they are. Well, I agree with you. And this is what I have about this. This is the problem. The, if the church still thinking that the pastors is going to be directing the church to the new movement, that's wrong. Yeah. Why? The pastor calling is to bring the chiefs to the church. Yeah. But after the chiefs came to the church, we cannot work with chiefs anymore. Yeah. It's an apostolic job to transform the chiefs' mind in the sons and daughters' mind. Mm. And yeah. that makes the difference. The Bible says the chiefs hear the voice of the pastor and came. Yeah. But after the chiefs came to church, we need the apostolic mantle, the apostolic anointing to establish and transform the mind of the people from sheep to sons and daughters. Yeah. And that's the way that we can change the world. Amen. We need the apostolic anointing in order to put order in the church the prophetic voice connected with the apostolic in order to get that connection and get the people in the right place with the right mind Amen. the transformation with the pastor touch a person the pastor only have the capability to call the people to the church yeah but the apostolic anointing have the direction the fundaments to establish the new mind set on people to have the understanding of the identity of sons and daughters of Amen. our father. That's connected to a real paternity because the paternity is the design of our father to run the five whole ministries and the right way on earth. But we need to set up real apostles, like you said before, it's not a person because they have uh, 20 churches. He's an apostle. Yeah. Because you can be an apostle of the religion, like the Pharisees on the, the Jesus, Jesus time. Yep. He's a, an apostle with the revelation 
with the calling and the anointing Amen. to establish the kingdom of heaven on earth. That's a real apostle. Yes. It's not because you have churches. It's because you have the calling, the knowledge, and the revelation to establish the kingdom of our Father on earth. Amen. It, this is true. And I mean, it's like the early church also said that the kingdom would be revealed at the end of the age. And, and we're there. So all of a sudden, when I see men that are being raised up and beginning to step into those positions, Raphael, we begin to see that and understand that. Now, now when I met you, you were at, uh, you were doing a governmental function. And, you know, this yeah. is another crossover, which I feel is really interesting, brother, because all of a sudden I'm watching true apostolic men. It, it's, it's funny because... You'll see, you'll hear pastors say we're not supposed to be in politics, but then now, but God's raising up apostolic men that are saying not only we're we supposed to be it in it, we're supposed to be leading it. And so when I met you at your church, and I know God's been using you in that way also, which showed me the mantle that the Lord has over you. Um, you had been speaking one, uh, uh, putting on a, a political forum there. To, to wake up the Hispanic churches and the pastors to what's going on. Can, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, that's a wonderful day that we made in our church. Uh, this is the reason I'm from Puerto Rico and uh, our problem as a Latino people and Hispanic people, uh, we believe too much in the news. We don't get uh, you know a real information about what's going on in the world. Yeah, Is the news there? We believe it, and what is the problem? We share that information with other Latino people. And we still, you know, with the liars in our mind, and we have to get our position and convert ourselves in the news for the world. Amen. And I said, I will be that voice to go to the Latino people, and I want to do, you know, my job, even though my people doesn't understand what I'm trying to do. As a Latino people, we have to take our position. The apostles of the Latino church have to get the truth speaking from the platform. Yes. We can't get like an, um, fear about the government, about the people, because we have the government and we have to take the, our platforms and speak without fear. Yes. You know, and speak the truth. I, I spoke to too many pastors, Latinos. They say, no, if I say about, if I talk about this, uh, too many people from my church are going to left. And I said, uh, you want to keep the people saying, saying, you know, liar from the platform? That's the way to keep the people in our church. Yeah. If, if I say the truth and the people get offended, I, I, honestly, I don't care because I cannot feel in my platform Saying yeah. lies, you'll be a liar to in order to get people in my church. Yeah, we cannot, you know, sell the truth. We're gonna speak the truth. And yeah. we're gonna raise up against the politics that they looks like they are good, they speak good, but they are doing bad things behind this, the curtains. We have to wake up and speak the truth on our platforms. And I, this is my calling for Latino uh, apostles. Amen. You have to wake up because they are invading our churches with information 
and we are saying nothing. Yeah. We need people with the courage, you know, people with the honor to say the truth, even though that hurt a few people. Yeah. That's not my, my problem. My calling is to speak the truth, and we, we need to raise people, churches, who get people like you, Apostle, who go to church and speak the truth. Yeah. And, you know, and get a wake-up call to the church. We are not calling to be like an, uh, the people said about us, ah, I love that pastor because he's really good. No, 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 no. I don't care if you are not agree with me. Yeah. I'm my call is to speak the truth every mm. single day of my life. Amen. And we have people also with the the courage to be in the platform and speak the truth. Amen. Every time that I have an opportunity to have a event in my church who wake up the people, we have it. Amen. Because we, our concern is to get people with the right information. Yes. With the right knowledge and with the right identity. Amen. When we are not rest until we have the people connected to the truth. We Amen. have to be connected with the we have connected with the government. Because we not because we need the government. The government needs us. Yes. That's the truth. Amen. You, you know, you're so right. Um, uh, again, this is one of these weak areas that has been built in the church that basically we have Christians that are uh, church hoppers going back and forth, getting a bunch of different information that's wrong. In the early church, you were not allowed to leave your spiritual father. It was the same as being a bastard. And so if you left that church, the church you went to, had to, you re, required you to bring a letter from your apostle to say, I'm releasing this person to you. This is the church I've chosen for yeah. this person. So what we're watching today is the great falling away, which Jesus spoke about, that, you know, we, we don't have to look for it. It's already here. And, and like you say, these men that are afraid to speak the truth, and, and say what has to be said, they're, they're really not God shepherds. These men are, are, are hirelings. I mean, if you're more worried about the money, right? Jesus, I, I'd say it all the time, Jesus got rid of more people than he saved. He got rid of 5,000, 4,000, he got rid of 3,000, and only came down to 120 because he was looking for the cream of the crop, brother. He wasn't looking for just anybody, and so that's why we should work out our salvation with fear and trembling because, you know, it says many shall come in that day and say, Lord, Lord. That word many means the vast majority is going to come to Jesus calling him Lord. He's going to say, depart from me, you workers of twisted teachings, for I don't know you. Meaning when we're in that realm of twisted teachings, that means that we don't know Jesus because he don't know us because he is the word. Uh, and we got to have a love for him and a love for that word. It's not, I'm not talking about this, you know, well, I love what Jesus did for me, but I'm not willing to sell all to go and follow him. That's Jesus don't want that kind of wife. He wants a wife that has left everything to come after him. And, and she doesn't care, hallelujah, what the world thinks or what people think, amen. Actually, I, I did an interview with uh, 
Father Altman, who was the, the man that was just kicked out of uh, the church up in Wisconsin, the, the priest, because openly he rebuked the, the Pope and said the Pope was apostate, the son of apostasy because he was willing to give Nancy Pelosi communion, and that was an abomination, he said. He said, the church the, the church has gone rogue, the Catholic church, right? And so, uh, you know, I started pulling him into all these questions about the apostasy and everything else, but the interesting thing that he said was this. He said, any person who's a Democrat and calls themselves a Christian is severely deceived, you cannot be a Democrat and be a Christian. It's morally unethical, and it's unbiblical. So when I heard him say it, I said, hallelujah, somebody finally is on the right page. And the interesting thing was, I told my church that if you're a Democrat, just go to some other church, unless you're willing to get up and repent of being a Democrat. And literally, nobody left. They all came up and repented, and they stayed because they seen what I was saying, right? So this thing where I'm afraid of losing people, you... If you're afraid to lose them, you never had them anyway. So, yeah, I, I agree, Apostle. Uh, I'm like you. I'm saying if you vote Democrat, you got to repent yourself. Yeah. You cannot be thinking about Jesus one day on the platform and then vote for the people who kill babies, who go against Israel, who go against the church, who go against our children. Yeah, you cannot be Democrat and be Christian at the same time. It, 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 you know, you have some confusion in your mind. You have to repent. You have to receive Jesus. I, I said for the platform, you vote for Osama, you vote for Biden, you vote for Hillary, you need to repent yourself. Yeah. You need to repent yourself. I mean, the Democratic Party is worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. They're the ones that are pushing the LGBTQ. They're the ones pushing this agenda into our schools, this perversion over our children. And I, I'm just shocked that more people aren't standing up. But in a way, I'm not shocked because that's what the Lord said would, would happen. Um, before we get, this is going really fast, brother. I, you know, it's one of those interviews that that it's, it's good. Um, so what was your work with DeSantis? I know that, um, he signed a bill in your church. Can you explain that a little bit to the to the listeners? Yeah, uh, Apostle Isa, I I preached for several years, and like a two years ago, I said from this platform is going to be running the nation, and the people look at me like he's crazy. <laughs> I said, listen, we're gonna govern each nation from this platform. Whatever we said here in the church is going to be happening in our nation. Amen. And people said, this, this, this is crazy. I said, listen, we have the power of government. And then when we have a calling from the, the Santis office, the governor, uh, for me, the best governor on, on USA, US now, uh, about the signing the abortion law against the abortion in our church. And uh, he came to our church. We received our governor, and he signed the bill from our platform. Amen. I was you know, happy for the the you know the sign of the law, but I was also happy because the fulfillment of a word from our father. Amen. And why? Because after he signed the the bill in our church, like a two or three weeks later, the Supreme Court came with the Roe versus Wade case. Yes. And that was 
something, you know, that happened in the whole nation. And yeah. I say, you remember what I said from this platform? <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a, a really, really good time for us because when I saw our government taking position, you know, was in, in here in Kissimmee, Florida, he's yeah. taking position on our platform, signing a bill, you know, against the killing of the babies mm -hmm. uh, in favor of the life. Uh, I said, this is alignment. From every word that I speak from this platform, every speaker speak from our platform, uh, together with this law. Amen. And uh, it was a really good time for our church. Uh, the Santis was in our church for like uh, maybe three or four times already. Um, our, before he get uh, elected as a governor, mm -hmm. he went to our church with him and we get connected when the pandemic stuff came. Uh, I received a call from his office asking what we think about considering the church as a um, place needed in, in our state, as an yeah. essential place. And I said, Mr. Governor, this is like close, if you close the churches, it's like the closed hospitals. Yes. The people are not sick about COVID, it's sick about the mental illness, about the spiritual, uh, you know, weakness, and we need the churches. Yeah. This, that day, he get a press conference and he opened the church. And we have a really good relationship with the governor of the office. And we pray for him every single day. And we believe he's one of our biggest blessings here in this state. Amen. You know, really, if it wasn't for DeSantis, we might, we might still be in lockdown. Because he was the first to go yeah, out yeah. and go against everybody else and say, we are not going to lock our state down. We're not going to lock our businesses down. And then Texas opened up and then the other states opened up when they seen that there was no massive spread. And the news was trying to even lie on that and saying that uh, I remember watching CNN uh, saying that the, the, the largest breakouts were in Texas and in, in Florida, when in fact it was the lowest. So that's what I knew. I said, yeah. there's a whole other agenda going on here and people need to wake up to that agenda. And, and it's people being deceived. We're yeah. the greatest state of deception ever, uh, Rafael. Yeah, yeah, we have our big event in the middle of the pandemic with mm. no mask, no vaccine at all. At all. And we have no spread of virus. We have nothing the people get, you know, heal our church. We have no problem at all. And I don't know what these people is talking about. And what you know what's the, 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 the most, you know, sad concern? Churches closed because the pandemic stuff. Churches opening to get people, get vaccine in the churches yeah. for money. Yeah. Seriously? Seriously? It's sick. It's sick. No, uh, yeah, you have to close that church. We, uh, my message for that pastors: we don't need your church. We don't need you. We don't need your your yeah. your place. Pastor prays to an apostle with a real calling to yeah. say the truth on the platform. I got a message for that pastor too. He needs to go get born again because clearly he doesn't know Christ. 
You know, I, I would preach messages yeah, yeah. so I would preach messages so heavy in Europe and in Australia and Asia that the pastors would come up and say, "I need to get born again, again," <laughs> because what you're saying, I know my heart ain't right. So, uh, you know, but but that's it. We have to be in that place where we're constantly, you know, pressing into the salvation of God. Hallelujah. So, I, I, anything else happening, brother? I. I you know, I want to openly invite you over to our church. I, I want you to come over and share with our people and, uh, and do a conference with you. I, I know that, uh, you know, God's using you. I, I just see the, you know, the the wisdom God's giving you. And, and it's hard to find today, believe it or not. No, this is going to be a, a, a together, um, you know, impartation because... Our heart is to have you in our church too. We, we need you anointing in our church. We need your essence, essence in our church. You have mm -hmm. too many in, in in your body, in your mind that the church needs. And uh, mm -hmm. we we are you know sure that your voice is needed urgently in too many churches now. And we are going to have the honor to have you in our church also, reaching our church. Amen. You have no problem in our church because the people is going to love you. Amen. Our people are going to love you too. You know how much honor I feel to, to, to be in this interview with you. Also, I love you since the moment that I met you. Amen. You blessed my life. You remember, you said it's gonna let me get just a, a greeting, and yeah. we get for more than an hour. Yeah, we were, yeah, we end up, we were gonna just say hi, and next thing you know, we were there for like an hour and a half. Yeah, I mean, we had a second church, <laughs> amen. No, That's I, a, I enjoy it, I enjoy it, I enjoy it, amen, amen. Well, man of God, I really appreciate it. We're gonna have you on some more. Uh, as time goes on and everything is unfolding, I'd you know I'd love to be able to pull you on, and uh, when we put, bring our uh, uh, sets here to Houston for our the television station, I want to bring you on for that too and put you on our prophetic roundtable. I think that'll be a great time, and uh, you bring so much to the body of Christ and the wisdom of uh, the early church. Uh, I know God's using you, Raphael, and. We just, we just want to speak our blessings. Is there anything you'd like to close with with our with the listeners that are out there? Yeah, I just want to uh, talk to the people. Don't be afraid. You have to be connected with people and messages like the one that you are hearing today. If our as a church, we are with a fear. Yeah, we lost everything. This is the right time for church. If you hear the news, they want to scare you every single second of your life. Mm. If the church is on fear, we lose effectivity. We have to be focused in our assignment. Even though the world goes in the bad time, mm. the church doesn't belong to that time. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the earth. We have a truth that the people need. In these last four months, 
of this year. Mm. We have to be focused on the manifestation of the glory of our Father. Like the Apostle Petro said before, mm. I believe October is going to be, because October is, a, is like in the middle, it's going to be a month of restoration, restitution, and month of sickness, revival, people getting to Jesus like never before. We're going to invade our nation with the word of restoration, with the word of the kingdom of heaven. We're going to have a kingdom manifestation like never before before oh, the end of this year we're gonna have a new church why you know why you say a new church because the church is gonna change the mind and the church is gonna have the understanding that is nothing in the world that can stop the sons and the daughters of our father this is our time get focused get connected to channels and to message that like this one that you have with Apostle Petro, he have a word of God. He blessed my life so much just in a one hour and a few minutes in my mm -hmm. church. Like maybe like hundreds of messages I hear before and you have to be connected, support this ministry, support this apostle because he have assignment mm. for this time in our world, not in this nation, in our world. And we have to be connected. I bless your life, Apostle Michael, your family, your ministry. I bless every person that hears this message. And I tell you now, be focused because you want to see restoration in finances, even though the world said it's going to be a crisis. It'll be a crisis for them, not for us. Amen. It's going to be our time. It's going to be our time to take our place, to take the land, to take the territories. And it's going to be a wonderful time. And 2023 is going to be a new year for every person to get the transformation in the last four months of this year. It's going to be a wonderful time. Amen. Apostle, if people want to get a hold of you, how can they get a hold of you? For me, information? Yes. Yeah, we are on a, in a Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you found me as an Apostle Rafael Mojica. Apostle in Spanish is A-S-P-O-L-S-T-O-L. Apostle Rafael Mojica. And Nación de Fe, Nation of Faith in English. We are in a Facebook, Instagram. Um, also, on our book is in Spanish. We are working to get translation in English. Is a, uh, a spiritual paternity. And um, whatever way that we can bless the people, we are here uh, to, to, you know, to, to help, to get the understanding of this time and the word of the heaven on earth. It's a, my blessing. Um, but if, if, you, if you hear the Apostle Petro, you hear me because we are connected. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, man of God. We definitely are connected. And uh, we're definitely going to be doing some stuff together here in the near future, brother. Uh, I, I already got plans for you. <laughs> there, there's just so much oh, that, we're, that we're doing in, in the Hispanic community that you're, you're a perfect fit. And, um, and we're on the same page, brother. And I do appreciate, I really appreciate you, Rafael. I mean, it's just, I feel like I'm talking to my brother. 
And um, when yeah, I yeah. talk to you, I feel like your family. So I feel that way also, Apostle. And the day that I went to the church, I want to get my translation because I'm going to get make sure that I, I get the message straight. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, partner with us by heading to vohradio.com. That's vohradio.com. Call the studio at 1-877-440-3737. That's 1-877-440-3737. Or you can send us an email at info at vohradio.com. Again, that's info at vohradio.com. This is the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro.